This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Welcome back, everybody. I am... First and foremost, just so freaking grateful for all of the amazing feedback over this past month and just the love that I have been feeling from everybody listening to the podcast. So if you have yet to connect with me and just share either your favorite episode or something that stood out to you, honestly, it means the world to me to be able to connect with you guys. And it can be as simple as sending me a DM on Instagram at I am Eva Johanna. And today I am honored and so excited for you to hear this conversation between myself and my mentor, Steph. You may know Steph from Instagram. Her Instagram is at itsxogingy. She runs an incredible membership called The Collective. I have been in Steph's world over the past year as a private client as well as in her mastermind. And I know that if you've been listening to the podcast over the last year, I've shared little bits and pieces of our relationship and things that I have really been working with her on in my business, but also just in my life overall. And I have been wanting to have her on the podcast for a while. So having this conversation is really so special to me and so special that I get to share even like a little bit of the work that her and I have been doing with all of you. And I know that for so many of you, this conversation is really going to be an anchor back into what is important. And Steph has always, always, always held a standard for me in our work together of prioritizing not just the business growth, but the personal growth the growth of happiness, the growth of health, the growth of quality of life overall. And this conversation is a true reflection of that, a true reflection of the choice of leading yourself to creating a life and building success in your life through a certain frequency. And again, I'm just so excited for you to hear this conversation you can follow Steph on Instagram at itsxogingy. She has so many different programs, offers, masterminds, mini minds, in-person experiences, private coaching as well. And what I will say is that if you are wanting to be a part of Steph's world, do it. Do it without a shadow of a doubt. You're, you, you and your life will change forever. 
as my life has. And so Steph, if you're listening to this, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that we got to sit down and have this conversation. It felt like such a beautiful culmination of the past year that we've been working together. And I'm just so excited for everybody listening to get a taste of this magic and to also hear your feedback on this episode. It's not the traditional conversation that I think you would hear when two individuals running successful businesses come together. It is very, very much deeper than that. And that's what I'm just really excited to share and what I'm so passionate about as well, too, because life is more than business. And sometimes as business owners, we can get so caught up in the building of the business and the strategy and the processes and the goals and the next milestones. And I Like I said earlier, this is going to be an anchor for you into what's really important, what really matters, and just how to choose how you build your business versus give your power away to the process of building your business. So I loved this conversation so much. Honestly, one of the favorites that I've had in a while. So I think with that being said, that's all. That's all that there is, and I hope that you guys enjoy. Of course, as usual, head to the show notes so that you can grab all of the different things in Steph's world, her collective membership. She's got so many different programs and offers throughout the year, and like I said, if you feel the pull, do it. She's amazing. I love her so much, and I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. Enjoy this week's episode of The Alchemized Life. Steph, oh my goodness. I mean, I just said this to you before we hit record, but I just feel like this conversation could not have happened at a more perfect time. And I will say you have been on my like get on the podcast ASAP list for quite a while. And I had just been kind of holding back at asking you to come on because I really wanted it to be at the perfect time, a conversation that people wouldn't be able to hear in other places or other podcasts that you've done. And so I'm just so grateful and so excited to dive into this conversation because I feel like it's also going to be like a really beautiful reflection and mirror of our relationship that people will be able to see. I was just thinking now too, I'm looking at the calendar and I feel like it was maybe around almost a year ago because I think you found me through the masterclass that I did last year. It was a, I think you were on a free masterclass and then that's how you came into my world. And it's so cool that it's like basically a year of our relationship. And now we're having this conversation on your podcast. So I really, I trust the timing too. And it's such a full circle moment. So thank you for having me. For sure. I mean, I remember, I think I found you either through Felicity or through the explore page. Like you popped out out of freaking nowhere. And it's so funny because for several months, I had kind of just been in this energy of like prayer really of, I want to find somebody who activates me, but not activates from like a, oh my God, like this is all that's available and I can see the results and I want that too, but actually moves me to feel a different way. And I feel like sometimes that can be really hard to come by, especially as you grow and grow as a leader and your business, like those people become few and far between because it just take something more to be able to hold like people if you're watching the YouTube video like all of this (laughs) and when I found you I was just like holy shit this is her and I remember sitting at this table in Costa Rica with Matt at the time being like I think I found my my next mentor and oh my god this investment is crazy but like I fully am getting behind it 
Like I see how impactful this will be. And there's only been one other time in my life as it relates to mentorship that I've felt that. You know, what's so interesting too, is like when you say activate, like I know that feeling of, oh my God, like I feel something from that person, but also I feel like you balance that out with a very grounded energy, right? Like a difference between activate and it just be like this strong burst like a feeling almost like sometimes people it's like just activating and then it's really short term but I feel like you balance that with a very grounded energy of and maybe that's a reflection and we're going to talk about along the lines of these things too I feel very solid within myself and I feel like you were activated by me but also felt the grounded energy and that's why I mean here we are a year later having still a relationship in this conversation so I think there's something to be said about being activated, but that also being balanced out by this grounded feeling, which is a huge piece of leadership. And I think important piece of relationships that we should feel with our coaches and our mentors. Yeah. I mean, even as you were saying that it, it makes total sense because it's also like any other relationships like you and Eric, it's like, there's that activation, that honeymoon phase, but in order for you to stay in love and be as like, deeply connected and intimate as you are to this day, it's taken not just the activation, but the leadership of who you want to be in the relationship and how you want this relationship to look. And so I feel that so deeply with mentorship. And I feel like actually like if I look back at my last mentor, Amanda, who I love so much, and she's just like a sister to me, I felt this with her, but I didn't necessarily know how to articulate it. And you gave me the words to articulate it and to really see mentorship for what it is, which is a relationship and not just a transaction. And I feel like there's like a maturity to the aspect of mentorship and that I've at least felt for myself where it's not what I can get from somebody, but like the relationship that we create. And I feel like not everybody necessarily understands that from the beginning. And it's something that, like I said, it's it's hard to articulate even what that is. A hundred percent. And I think like I, I would have never known how to articulate mentorship without my own experience with my mentor. And then being able to notice what that feels like for me to then be like, oh, I can hold these spaces as a mentor for my clients. And what does that actually look like and feel like? And I think like sometimes it starts off as coaching energy of what am I going to learn and what am I going to get? And then it's like that staying power piece that I talk about where it's also requires trust on both ends to be like, is there something else here for me or what can I learn or embody? And can I trust that things that I experience in the container might also unfold when the container ends? And that's a big piece too of, of trusting. It's not just about what you're learning and getting during the time together, but also trusting things are going to conspire after that. And that I think requires a level of maturity from the client to be like, I'm I'm in this and and I'm going to get things while I'm in it, but also I'm going to trust that things will come through after. And I think, I mean, even too, when I say power meets power, it's like mutual respect meets mutual respect, like trust meets trust. And I think that's that's very hard to hold, I think, as a mentor and as a client. But that's where it's that's why I think these relationships are so beautiful because they're built off of trust. But we need to be able to hold that before we even go in a container or that's when it gets messy. But yeah, <laughs> I, love I'm, relationship. I know me too. Me too. And I feel like when I, I said this, even before I entered into the mastermind in the beginning of the year, like I'm very grateful for the work that I have done leading up to our relationship, because I don't think that I would have been able to hold myself or hold the container and navigate the container in the way 
that I have, um, especially like in the mastermind space. And I mean, we could have a whole conversation around mastermind dynamics, but I don't think that if I hadn't done the work with previous coaches and previous mentors and had my own experiences of seeing certain containers that I've gone into as more of a, what can I get out of this? And kind of having to fall on my face a little bit and be like, wait, wait a second. Maybe that wasn't the best energy without all of that. I don't think that I would have thrived in this mentorship, like, like I have, and like our relationship wouldn't have been able to become what it is because those were so formative for me. And so even though there have been investments that I've made where like right off the bat, I'd be like, that wasn't the greatest investment. It actually was because I learned so much from it. And I feel like you do a really good job at like silver lining every single experience so that you are constantly evolving and growing and teaching the people in your world, like how to look at just life in general from that lens. I mean, when I really look at my work in general, like my business, my work as a coach, a mentor, all these spaces, I'm just constantly exactly what you said. Like I'm I'm looking at how can I continually refine everything in just like this way that it feels like a flow. And I don't even know how else to do this work without just like having that lens of not, not like anything is bad or wrong, but how can I make things better when something doesn't feel right or whatever I have the, I guess, leadership or whatever you want to call it to just say, Oh, something feels wrong. How can I change that? And just letting it be an evolution and, Honestly, like us just talking about this now, when I think of my mentorship, mastermind, private or whatever, it is a complete a mirror of my reflection of, of my personal development and my willingness to just be to refine as I go and not beat myself up if it feels like something needs is wrong or needs to be fixed. Yeah, you actually mentioned that in the bootcamp replay that I was listening to earlier today. For everyone listening, it's the multi five figure bootcamp, and it's so good, so good. And what I really appreciated about what you reflected on in the bootcamp, but what you've taught me over the last year specifically is like letting yourself be in process and letting yourself be on this journey of becoming. And knowing that the journey of becoming means that like you are going to redirect and you are going to have moments where things don't feel right. And you are going to have opportunities to get honest with yourself. And I know for myself, like those moments, I've always kind of met myself without grace and without compassion. And over this past year, like more than anything, my journey has been like creating a greater level of compassion towards myself. And so I'm just so curious because I know that prior to you getting into this work, like you were hard on yourself. You did have a lot of stories and limitations and self-doubt. And I'm just so curious, like how you were able to transmute that more limiting, maybe negative mindset and be this really happy, positive, optimistic person that you are. Because for anyone listening, if you do follow stuff already and see how happy and positive and optimistic she is, like that's the vibe. That's like a hundred percent authentic and like true, genuine stuff. And so it's like, it's been so beautiful to watch because it's just really shown me like that's possible. And that's something that we can choose to create for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, most of my life I was negative, like very hard on myself, had this very fixed mindset of like, if you're not good at X thing now, you'll never be good. If you're, if you're not healthy now, you're no, you'll never be healthy. If you're not fit now, you'll never be fit. If you don't love yourself now, you'll never, like, it's very, 
that's how I grew up and that's how I viewed myself and, and really the world. And what I think happened looking back is I spent so much time and energy just feeling miserable because of that mindset that it caught up. And it actually did create a points in my life, like anxiety, depression when I was in university. And it was like, I was literally physically ill because I lived my life that way. And that was just it came to that moment where it was this moment where am I going to keep living like this and be miserable or something needs to change? And I knew I didn't really know how to change or what exactly it was going to be, but I knew I needed to take a pause in my life. And so that was when I went down this road of like, just go to school and do this and get a career like this and have a life that looks like this. And I was just very unhappy. And so I put all of those things on pause to just, take a minute and ask myself, like, who are you? And what do you actually want? And that was terrifying for me, because I grew up in a way where my parents raised me to have this one life path. And this is what life is. And so I didn't know anything outside of that. But I did have this strong feeling of something is wrong. And so I knew enough to just pause. But but I think most of my life, I was very negative and unhappy. And then it caught up and I was extremely sick, like physically and mentally. And then I paused and I reevaluated. And I just set myself free to show myself I can can live my own version of happiness, I can live my own version of success. And that might look different from what I am accustomed to, or like the city that I grew up in, and all these different things, this is going to look different than how most people around you are living your life. But just something in me felt like Steph, you're meant for something different. And so then I just took a, a few years to experiment with different things and different courses and different programs and not even personal development yet, just like education, more formal education, like, let me learn about this, let me learn about this get a part-time job here and there and just letting myself be free. That's what it felt like. And then I just honestly instantly became happier from what it felt like setting myself free. And then it, I gained trust, I think, from letting myself go against what I thought I had to do to break free of that and show myself I can be okay if I break free. And then I built trust. And then I think that trust led me to where I am today to make the moves to become someone who can build this and, and share this with the world. And I love that you asked this too, because I don't reflect on this big story for myself a lot. But I think like, I, I'm 31 years old, but I lived 20 some most of my life being extremely negative and unhappy. And so it's just a testimony for anyone listening or where it's like, you feel like, how could I possibly create change? Because most of my life is not this, but it's very possible. And I think it's just those subtle, maybe subtle or not so subtle signs where it's like redirect but the hardest part is to actually redirect, right? Like even though we're miserable or unhappy or this or that, it would have been more comfortable for me not to change. But it was like enough is enough. I have to do something different for my happiness. And at the time, I didn't even know what I wanted. Like business wasn't even on my radar yet. Coaching wasn't on my radar, but it was like there's a, there's a happier life for me. And I just followed that. Mm, yeah, it's just like the, ooh, this is interesting. Let me just follow this thing that's sparking my interest and my intrigue right now and my attention and let me see what happens. And that's so courageous. And I remember a couple of weeks ago inside of the mastermind chat, one of the women was asking you about 
social media and confidence and like just having confidence in your coaching business. And this might be one of the things that out of the year that we've been working together and it wasn't even directed at me, which is also plug an amazing reason to be in a mastermind (laughs) was that you said, I don't lead with confidence. I lead with courage. And it could, it could make me cry just thinking about that because I think so many of us get in our heads thinking like, once I'm confident, once I feel powerful, once I feel X, Y, Z, then I'll do the thing that's been on my heart. But it's not that way. Like you're living proof that it doesn't have to be from confidence. It can be through courage. And actually when it's through courage, you will probably go so much farther because you're not waiting around to feel something. You're just being the thing. I mean, I don't know how to say it better. Like to this day, I I don't know how to be a human that doesn't have doubts or fears. Like, I I don't think that there's like a code to that. I think it's like, we're going to be human. We're going to have fears and doubts. And if we're on a journey of wanting to grow, then we're always stretching ourselves and with a new edge has new fears and doubts. So I, to this day, have little voices in my head. But what I am very proud of is I'm like, Steph, you are consistent in the days that you even had the doubt. You were consistent in the, the moments where you had the fear and that's why you're creating what you create. And so I still have moments with myself where I'm like, wow, I don't have this or I didn't create this, like you were saying, from being 100% solid and positive all the time. Like I am positive in all these things, but like I've, I've built this through choosing to be consistent even when my mind is like, oh, is that really going to work? Or, Oh, what are people going to think? Or, Oh, what if, what if people don't buy or whatever? And, and it's like, I almost feel like that's such a better feeling of to know, to persevere through the hard times versus, Oh yeah, I felt perfect. And so I, it was easy. And then it worked like, it's like, those are never the stories anyway, but there's just something about, I stayed consistent even when it was hard. I'm really proud of myself for that. And it's that's the story I want to tell. That's the wisdom, right? Like there's no good movie or no good story that was like, I feel amazing. So life's amazing. Everything's easy. And here I am. It's actually, I move when it's hard and that's what I'm most proud of. And it's created really phenomenal things. Yeah. I mean, I think for anybody to like witness where you're at right now, it's mind blowing and also just so incredible to see like when I see you show up and share and it's so funny because sometimes I'm like is it weird for me to say that like I'm super proud of my mentor but like I'm so (laughs) proud of you and who you are and to see like you're a year older than me and to just see like what what you've created and again like when I think about what you've created I honestly don't even think about it from like the financial perspective like I of course would love that and I'm excited to create that myself but more than anything, it's like the quality of life piece. And I know that that's really what you and I have been working on over this past year. And I think it was the other day you said, like, I'm literally plugged into your trainings all the time. So it all blurs together. But the other, oh, it was inside of the mastermind chat. The other day you said, when we were having a conversation on money, you were talking about more so how once you made a ton of money, you realize, oh, it's not the actual money that's going to be the thing that creates the happiness or the the health or whatever it is. Like, I'm the one that gets to create that. The money is just like a side effect of like how devoted I am to creating that for myself. And I feel like that is such a valuable lesson that I think so many people learn once they start making a lot of money. Like I know for me, and you know my story obviously, but when I had like consistent 50K months for like five, six months in a row, 
for the first time ever, I looked around and I was like, this, this isn't the life that I want. Because even though on paper, like people would die to have this, I feel empty inside and and I need to reconcile what that means and why I feel that way and get back to focusing on what's actually going to provide me the feelings that I so desire to feel inside. A hundred percent. I think we, until we have a level of money, that's crazy. We're always going to think I'm going to feel different when I have money. I'm going to feel happier. My life is going to be more together. I'm going to feel like this. And then you, you reach a certain level. And I guess this amount is different for everyone where you realize, oh, that's, that's not it. And so I'm like, so unattached to money, like meaning something with my identity and with my happiness and with my life that I think that's that unattached piece is why the, it's the level that I'm bringing in. And I just, I, I I don't know why or how necessarily, but I very quickly in my journey was able to detach from that needing to mean something. And I think like continually working on cracking that code or notice when we get too attached or this or that is so powerful. So then we're, we're just set free with money. And then it's like the power within happiness and, and joy and courage and in our creativity and in our innovation and love and life is just a separate thing and it's not attached to money, but it will always be attached to money until it's not anymore. And so I think that's often why people who don't have wealth assume when you have money, you're going to be rich and live in a mansion or assume like it's just going to be like this, but then it's like you get there and you realize that that's not actually what it's about. And so yeah, I just think it, it's just so interesting where we throw ourselves into this personal development work with money as we're building a business because we just have to face it. But I think it's a really beautiful journey to be on. And it's like my goal is to help people see, create insane amounts of wealth, but do the happiness and the heart work at the same time, or you're just going to have money and be unhappy unless you're able to separate it. Mm-hmm. 100%. What would you say for somebody who is in more of the beginning stages where they haven't started making crazy amounts of money, where they are still very much attached to how much is coming in, how much is going out on a month to month basis to help them just kind of bring in, zhuzh up more of that energy of I'm having the time of my life. I'm innovating. I'm being creative. Like I'm enjoying this process because sometimes I feel like in the beginning, people don't let themselves enjoy it because the money thing is just so like big and apparent in their mind. I think that it has to be this bigger context of like, did you do this? Did you start this to be attached to money? Or did you start this to actually live your dream? And you're allowed to live your dream right now, no matter how much money you're making. It's about the impact. It's about the life. And so for me at the very beginning, it, money was so not on my radar. Like I had no idea the amounts of money that were possible. I had no idea that the phrase six figures, like, what is that? I don't even, right. And so I think like I was almost naive in a, in a good way where it was like, yeah, I know I'll, I'll be making money and that's cool. But like, I really just want to live a happy life and share my impact. And that was just a thing separate from the money. And I think exactly what you're saying, people are like, I can't, be in that until I'm making more money because then we're so stressed about the money. So it feels like we can't set ourselves free, but it's like, it it actually works in the opposite way where it's like, you can enjoy life and you can have the time of your life and be in impact energy and, and go for it no matter how much money you're making. In fact, that's going to be the frequency that makes it anyway. You know what I mean? And so I think that it's, 
I don't know if it's often self-sabotage too. Of I have to wait until, and then we 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 constrain ourselves. But we no one started this to make money, and if you did, it's like reevaluate. It's like you started this to enjoy life, to to be able to yes have a business and make money from your impact and from your soul's purpose, but not just owe to make money. And it's like when money is the forefront for anybody that's when we we get caught up and we feel heavy and it sucks the life out of all of what we're meant to do and so I would just flip the script to be like wake up today and it's like how can you enjoy life and see like this is your job and give and be of service and share impact and have fun all of that can be done and created no matter how much money we're making and mm-hmm. I legit had the time of my life selling $14 offers like <laughs> and so it's but it's this duality piece too. But I also had the mindset of I want to build smart and I want to be able to build something sustainable. But I didn't fall into scarcity. I didn't fall into negativity, right? With that, I just had the awareness of I'm going to grow and I'm going to evolve. And I wasn't attached to numbers or a timeline. That's, I think, the other thing too, is like when we get attached too much to numbers and goals and timelines, then it's pressure energy versus I had the intention to grow. But exactly by when and how I don't know I didn't really care it was more of just if I grow in my entire life I'll be happy cool sign me up right and so we just want to watch where we're attaching numbers and timelines and that definitely turns into lack very quickly yeah I mean I've definitely been reflected back many times that my goals are very very big and that my timelines are very very short and it's so funny because we're in an echo chamber in the coaching industry. And it's so easy for there to be distortion of what a timeline is supposed to look like or how much money you can make in a certain period. And I think for a lot of people, if you aren't doing like the happiness work and and the heart work alongside, that can be the thing that completely takes you out. And I feel like especially now that the world is kind of starting or has over this past year started leveling back out and going back to quote unquote normal, Mm-hmm. A lot of people are starting to see, whoa, like the whole online space isn't actually like what I thought it was during COVID when like everyone was online. And I feel really grateful that I started my business before COVID because I was like, it was hard back then. And like COVID, it made it like really easy. And there was like a burst of people that were going online and it was so much fun. And oh my God. And then like things are starting to level out. And so now I'm starting to see, okay, yeah, that was like a period of time where things were a season where things were super easy, but it's not always going to be easy. And who am I going to be? How am I going to lead myself when seasons are a little bit slower or when there's less people that are online buying or people buying a little bit slower? And I think a lot of people that started their businesses in 2020, online businesses specifically, are starting to like kind of have the veil lifted and be like, oh, this is not just like an easy, I post an offer on my Instagram stories and tons of people are signing up. A hundred percent. And I think it's this discernment piece too. Like I really believe that people can create anything. Like I, I believe someone could just like show up today and blow something out of the water, crazy and results. But I, I, I hold, and I think it's through emotional intelligence and heart work, leadership work, like you were saying to be like, if I see someone else, I know that if someone's killing it more than me, it doesn't mean anything bad about me. Or if someone's timeline is shorter or bigger than mine, it doesn't mean anything different or wrong. Like I really see us all as extremely powerful. And and I did this work very early on, I think by being exposed to just like 
really amazing, successful people be like, whoa, how do I feel about this? And just be like, I have to feel okay with it because it's the world that we're in. But when we hold discernment, we can see other people on social media in this, this chamber you're speaking of and not let it take away from our power. And I think this just happens a lot because the truth is people, even though things are kind of leveling out, people are still going to grow really massively from so many different reasons. And I think we can see that as cool. This is such an opportunity instead of seeing it as like, how did they do that so fast? I've been working on that for years. You know what I mean? It's like, there's something about someone who can do that. And it's like, learn the wisdom instead of comparing or turning it into something negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like discernment is something that I've absolutely have to had to strengthen over the last several years because not all advice is created equal and what someone is experiencing or implementing or going through in their business or the success that they're experiencing it's not always going to be relevant to me. And we were talking about this earlier today, like the difference between someone who has more intimate containers versus the influencer coach who's serving one to many. I've had many moments throughout my journey where I've been like, oh, wait a second, I really want to have a ton of one-to-one clients. But also when I had a ton of one-to-one clients, I was like, this ain't it. Like I I don't want to be tied to my computer, or tied to my phone every single day for hours and hours and hours. I love being able to teach. I love creating content. Like it feels like it is a creative expression of my soul. And I think that's also why I resonated with you so much is that like you own it in every single sense of of the business and like the different ways in which you show up and have created your business. It's not just private coaching. It's not just content creation. Like it's all of the above. And that's always felt really stimulating for me and exciting for me. And at the same time, what I've really had to strengthen and work on strengthening is like not getting distracted by the other ways in which people build their businesses. And it's hard. It can be really hard. And I, I'm curious, like, if anyone's listening to this that's really resonating with this, what would you say as just a piece of advice to help them keep their blinders on and stay in their own lane? It's so interesting because I there was this moment early spring 2020 where I had a moment where it was like, Steph, if you want to grow and not just grow financially, but like just in your happiness, you need to stop comparing. Cause there was a time where I was comparing and I was comparing to people that I would like peers that I was very close with in a mastermind. And it, that just felt really awful. But I had this moment where I was like, how could I even compare to this other person when they have a completely different life than I do? Like I was comparing to this person who has three children is a single mom. And I'm like, wait, that there was just this moment where I was like this doesn't even make sense and I felt like it just all washed away and so I just think the biggest thing is it's so easy to want to compare but when we think about it logically it doesn't even make sense and you know what I mean and so I think we have to remember especially when we're building businesses in this kind of ways or this kind of way the lifestyle that we have matters yeah. someone's business who someone who has four kids and this and that, and their life looks like this is going to be a different model or in a different way than someone who doesn't. Right. And so I think that it's like really breaking it down helps me realize like we're all different. We all have different energy. We all have different priorities. We all have a different lifestyle. We all actually value business success, you know, all these different things in different ways. So like, why am I getting caught up 
comparing myself to someone else where we're completely different. And so I think that allowed me freedom from comparing, but also I now lead with much more compassion when I see other people not only kill it, but also when I see people struggle, because I'm like, I don't know what they're actually going through behind the scenes. And I don't know what their life is like their day to day. And so that was just kind of like, what if we can replace comparison with compassion for ourselves and other people when we're comparing like the good, the bad and the ups and downs. And so that's, I think it's like, in the moments when you're comparing, ask yourself, do I actually know this person's full story? Probably not. As much as we know people on social media, we don't. And so I think that that really helps me. Yeah, I when I actually take the time to sit and sink into just that question alone, it feels like such a shift in energy. And I remember I think one point in our relationship, you were like, what's the reality of what's going on? And I, and I think it was like related to money or something. And I was like, Oh, Hey, wait, let me open up my stripe and see what is the actual reality versus what is going on in my head. And I think this is why for me personally, like breathwork and meditation is just so important because it gives me that space and that pause to move out of the monkey mind that likes to cause chaos and make everything crazy into just a little bit more intentionality with my thoughts and awareness and like really ground myself back into the reality of the situation because there's so many differences in how all of us are living our lives and there's so many aspects of what I've created in my life that is so beautiful that somebody who's making a million dollars a month may not have and deeply desire and I think that when we can remember that the, again, we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. We don't know if that person that you think is killing it just because of their bank statement is like massively lacking and, and desiring in another area of life that you do have. Like we just don't know. And I every time that I like actually take the time to sit in that, it really helps me to just release like the heaviness that comes along with comparison. I love this so much because it's like, when we're in a reactive energy, then we're in a reactive energy of, like, oh my God, they have that. They're like this. I don't have that. But when it's like you're saying grounding yourself and being present within yourself, we connect to what is my reality? What actually makes me happy? Then we connect to that. We're more centered and less reactive based off of other people. And I think that like, obviously, you know that I love you and I love the work that you share, but more people need to find that centeredness within themselves, whatever that looks like to live a more pure life a more happy life and make decisions based, make more grounded decisions, the right decisions for each individual, instead of making decisions based off of reactivity on what we're seeing other people do. And I think if, if right there, we can all do that better, we're all going to do better in general, because it's like, we're then we're building something that's pure to what we want and less reactive and so I know that you practice this your audience knows that you practice this and share this and but this is why I say this over and over again sleep health fitness the basics why are they still a priority in my life because those are the things that keep me connected to how I feel what I feel is right less reactive more grounded more intentional anytime in my business where I look back I'm like, I made a mistake or things felt off or whatever. I'm like, oh, I was operating out of reactivity, not what I actually wanted. And it's okay, noted. And then it's like, that's the piece. And that's how emotional intelligence is, is built when we can feel solid within ourselves. 
Yeah. I mean, it's so funny that it's the simplest of things that are obvious and right there underneath our nose, but also it's the things that sometimes are the most challenging for people to actually be disciplined and committed enough to do, which it's interesting because it's the things that also make us feel the best, right? Like how powerful do you feel when you wake up in the morning and actually do a workout? I know that I'm like, on my way home from, from the gym with my sunroof down, my hands, one hand is out the sunroof. <laughs> oh my God. Feeling amazing. Right. I think, I think about this a lot because I'm like, it's so, why is it so hard? And I often think if people like, I think people think it's like, it can't be that simple. If I just work out and sleep well, then I'll be successful. Like, it can't be that simple. Like, obviously it is that simple, but there's more to it. But I think that there's maybe a piece of maybe even self-sabotage. If I'm that kind of person and I still don't get what I want, then I'm going to feel bad. You know what I mean? And that's where for me, it always comes back to like, I'm not doing it for the result. I'm doing it to feel good. Like you, you feel good. You, like you're saying you drive home. You're like, well, I feel like amazing. Mm -hmm. Just finding a way to build the habit to build the habit and just feel good because why not? I was even saying in, inside the Air of You membership, there's riffs that I send through. And I was saying it this morning, just thinking about my day, like my day in my life is so simple. We wake up, we work out, we eat breakfast, we get a coffee. But I find so much joy in that. And but so many people live that same morning and they're unhappy. And I'm like, why? It's just such a perspective thing, you know? And so I mean, a whole other conversation I feel like too, is like, we are chasing happiness. I think yeah. it's like, I'm chasing this big thing. I'm chasing the thing. It's never enough. But what I've learned in my life is because I was chasing forever. And what was I even chasing? I don't know. And I learned to just love what's in front of me and, and fa find more life and gratitude with what's in front of me. And, and it's like, I fell in love with working out to just work out. I fell yeah. in love to take care of myself, to just take care of myself back to what you're saying, quality of life. And that ripple is just so huge. Yeah. I mean, I think that going back to the idea of another person could do the same exact thing that you're doing, but not be happy or be miserable doing it. I think it's because they're not present and they're not like they're, it's either I'm worried about what's coming up or feeling sad that I don't have exactly what I want, that my route to work is in my small town versus my route to work is in LA, but the city that I want to move to, or they're reminiscing on like whatever happened in the past. And so it's this mental time travel that is creating like a really profound impact on our health and our happiness. And if you can practice presence and practice just like being in the moment and being on your journey and letting the excitement of the result be just feeling good, then so many things can change. And I feel like I'm very honest with my audience. I feel like that's been some of the biggest work for me because I have always been somebody that's chased. I have always been somebody who's been excited about what the result can be and have been someone who has done things just so that something else has happened. And it's funny because I posted about this this weekend. One of my biggest breakthroughs that I've had was like in meditation or in prayer when I've been like asking the universe for things, noticing this conditional ask of bring me this thing so that I feel or once I feel this, then I will whatever. And I remember when I noticed that and was like, oh, I'm not letting myself be the thing now. I'm not letting myself feel the feeling now. I'm not letting myself have the thing now. Oh my goodness. That's the breakthrough. That's yeah. the place where I'm playing small. 
I mean, I, I lived most of my life like that. I'll be happy when I'll feel good when I'll get this when and it was just this constant chase with body with fitness with there's even moments too and and I love that that you bring this up where it's I'll have the thought don't let yourself enjoy this until you see that it worked but leadership is the opposite be that now go do that now you don't need the results you don't need the evidence you you if you want to embody that next level you've got to go do that and so in actually my coaching business years of personal development it's been more of like this thing of if i can stand if i want to stand for next level leadership for other people i have to stand for it myself first and so that's where it's all i have these conversations with myself and it's if i'm waiting until that's just completely out of alignment and so those day-to-day conversations really help me make the more empowered decision to lead myself without needing the evidence or whatever it may be to then exactly what you're saying I can feel what I want to feel now without needing to wait for something. But it's that's a very hard cycle to break. But for me, before building my business, this was where I just became so sick of living this way. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm miserable. I'm miserable. I'm miserable. A cycle. I'm miserable. I'm miserable. Okay, I got this thing. I'm still miserable. What's the next thing? Okay, got like, right. And so it just, I feel like we get to a point where it's like, I'm going to be wasting my entire life chasing being miserable missing moments missing happiness because I think that I'm going to get something that's not even true and it's I think there's just a moment that happens for people where it's I'm missing out on life am I going to miss out on life because I'm chasing this thing that's not even real and that choice is hard because we built the habit of just chasing but this is also where for me, it's like the courage comes in because to choose that every day to be like, I'm not going to go down this pattern and to say, I'm I'm going to go this other path, even though it's harder is a really phenomenal thing to do. It's hard, but there's life on the other side of that. Yeah. Freedom, like true freedom. What does your process of reflection look like? Because I feel like you are very good at creating space every single day to be with yourself and reflect without it turning into a, how do I say this? You know how some people can get caught in like the healing work. I feel like you do a really good job at reflecting and being honest with yourself without it stopping you living your life and like doing the things that you want to do. Yeah. One, I'm not the kind of person that needs to like schedule time to journal like that's just not my thing of oh journal or reflection in a very formal kind of way that not saying that that's wrong but that's just not my style but my what I've learned to do is be able to be self-aware and on a daily basis I ask myself how did today feel what felt good what didn't feel good and then I just take note and and then I'm refining as I go And so to your point of where a lot of people get caught up in like only being in a season of like just reflection and not much changing, it's almost like I do it at the same time where it's just like noticing and then I make small adjustments. And that's worked really well for me in terms of practical business reflections or more of just like mindset stuff. And so I've become very self-aware. And so I'm able to reflect kind of in the moment on a day-to-day basis, uh, every morning, every night during my day, or it's then I make those changes just in my mind, or I'm very like, maybe this is a generator thing. It probably is where it's like, I can easily just go. 
like it like today I'm like team this this and this boom let's go right where I don't it do, I don't require a, a waiting period and so I know that does have a lot to do with our energy and our personality as well but but I think that this is also a reflection of there was a time in my life where I would wait and pause and overthink and that mm -hmm. didn't serve me so now I'm like what serves me is what if I just notice with compassion don't beat myself up I'm not bad or wrong or I don't need to be fixed but I can make changes what changes can I make today so I'm more about like the micro changes as I go and then it never feels like I need this like start and stop. And so that that works really well with me. And I think we I think we all to a certain degree have the power to do this to like find how can I be self aware and make these small changes as I go. And that's what actually creates life transformation over time. Yeah, I think there's also something to be said about like the gradual shifts as well versus one big overwhelming shift that you have to make. And mm -hmm. when you just have a consistent practice of checking in with yourself and reflecting and like just creating space on on a day-to-day -day basis. I remember a couple years ago, I think it was Lauren, uh, Lauren Everts from the Skinny Confidential talking about, and I think for her, she like actually scheduled in think time of 15 or 30 minutes where she would just sit, no distractions, not, I don't even think like a journal. It was just like literally just like sitting and like being in her own mind. And yeah. I feel it actually makes the growth and like the changes that we have to make a little less daunting because you're just naturally doing it as a part of your day versus this big momentous moment where everything has to shift. And I feel like and it sometimes feels pressure. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God, on Friday at five, I must change my life and figure out what's, or you know what I mean? Versus just like, cause you're, you're saying too, I have space in my schedule, but I don't put pressure on like, you need to figure something out during that time. It's more of, I'm not going to be coaching during that time, or I'm not going to be doing something during that time. I can just kind of let myself decompress and that's where I can think and refine okay what feels good what doesn't but when we don't give ourselves thinking time or contemplation time we don't know what we want to change and so it's kind of like to me this balance of I create the space but I don't put pressure of like you must figure something out during this time it's more so I know I need the space or I'm not going to have it and I won't know how to grow if it's just I'm always filled with doing things so I think it's finding that balance of whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I love that. I think that sometimes if we think that the space needs to be themed around a certain topic or something that we have to figure out, then there can be like pressure or resistance coming up. Very similarly to like, I think about if I were to schedule an hour of content creation and then it's okay, I'm sitting down to create content. I would probably be like, wait, wait, wait a second. This does not yeah. feel natural. And then I wouldn't create any content because I'd be like, no, I have resistance towards it versus I am just, I'm here and I'm going to flow and see what's alive within me and, and just be curious about what's coming up, but not need to get to any end result, not need for it to turn into a million dollar idea or like a complete restructure of my business anytime I feel resistance or pressure I stop trying I'm like don't even think about it go do something else and I trust yeah. that something will come through but that I almost feel like that takes a level of accountability as well because I think some people could fall into self-sabotage of like never thinking about something or accomplishing something so there's like this duality of I can set myself free to flow and just have space and trust but that also 
there's this expectation of like, I do need to do things. I do need to create content. I do need to think of an idea, but there's this balance of not constrained by pressure, but not too much freedom where nothing actually comes through. Yeah. And I think that over time, you've also built that trust with yourself to know that like you can flow a little bit more freer than like someone in the beginning who has never done anything consistently, like having a little bit more of that structure might actually be really good for you so that you can show yourself that you are like you're true to your word and that you can follow through and that you can complete something. And then once that trust muscle is built, letting yourself have more space to be able to flow freely and like really find your way. So you have the era of you membership. There's also the leadership program coming out soon, which will probably be like completely announced by the time this podcast comes out. What I would love to just kind of like wrap this podcast up with is just kind of like maybe a little hot take on like the direction of your business and the programs that you're creating, because I definitely have felt a shift in the energy. I mean, you still have the most fantastic strategic trainings around, but it feels like there's some deeper work that's been really coming to the surface for you. So I'm curious if there's anything that you can share that you haven't shared publicly yet. Well, you know what? It actually feels for me like a full circle moment in my business because my business actually started at like as like life coaching and confidence and more empowerment stuff when it was like the fitness days. And then I went heavy on like the business stuff, the more practical stuff, which I still love and will have. But when I look at my life and I look at what I really think people need, whether they're looking to achieve levels of success in a business or just levels of success in different areas of their life is I I think that it always comes back to personal power, confidence, courage, happiness, connection with yourself. Who are you? the comparison work, that kind of stuff. And so I really have just been so pulled to do more of the straight up personal development stuff and and courses and programs that are like relevant, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And so I think too, maybe I'm, I'm pulled in that direction because things that I've, I've seen happen in the coaching industry of people building success in a very unaligned way. And I think that happens because they're they're lacking the personal development work, the heart work, the leadership work. And so I really stand for, obviously, we get to have success and financial success, business success, but I want it to be balanced out with we feel solid within ourselves. And so I'm in a season of going a little bit more heavier on that kind of work because the other thing too is, I mean, so much of what we've been talking about is we're not happy unless we're happy and happiness comes from the happy work, not the money work. It comes from the happiness work. It's like everyone can build a business, but are you happy? Are you solid? Do you feel love and joy within yourself? And I want that for everybody, no matter what their financial goals or business goals are. And so I know that my legacy will be much more the confidence stuff and the courage stuff than it is the money stuff. And so I see myself going in, that direction more and more in the future. Mm, well, I just adore you. And I'm so grateful that we got to do this. And this conversation just felt so good. There were many times where I was like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. So I just appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast and just like for also giving me the space to be a mentee of yours and to be in your world. It truly is just like the greatest gift because it has 100% helped me 
come back to who I am and what's really important and the bigger picture. And I hope that for everyone that's listening to this podcast, they got a taste of that in this episode as well, too. So can you just share where people can follow you and all the different things that people can jump into right now in order to play in your world? Honestly, I think the best place to come follow is ExoGingy. Uh, my Instagram, it's ExoGingy. And I mean, I'm not even going to go into offers. Come follow me and see what's going yeah. on. There's so many, but I think that's the best way to just tap into my world. And I just want to say to Ava, like you've been such a beautiful mirror of the power meets power energy that I talk about. I'm so grateful to have you in my world and to have our relationship. And it's like the the fact that I get to do this work with you makes me so happy. And so I know you had a minute to reflect back how powerful our relationship is for you, but our relationship is extremely powerful for me as well. So thank you. Hmm, I love you. I love you. <laughs> guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the alchemized life as always all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode you can find inside of the show notes including links to our upcoming programs like the academy of breath our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program and breathwork our six-week personal practice course both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.